The Swamp Without a Still is just a tent, a martini without olives doesn't quite make it, and Mash Minute is intended for mature audiences. I'm going to tell Megan that I just had the brilliant idea I would very much like to, in an evening of imbibing, have Megan tell us the history of the Korean conflict. (laughs) While I drunk? (laughs) Yes. Like an episode of uh, Drunk History kind of thing? (gasps) Yes. Do you know how angry I am that I did not come up with the idea for Drunk History? Given (laughs) that that is basically your birthday party. what I did in college. (laughs) (laughs) The Drunk History Boston episode just makes me, oh, I need to yell at it so much even when I'm sober. Do you know the band OPR? Is that what they are? They do a song about Captain Morgan, and in the middle, there's a part with a history professor, and it's now Captain Morgan was a was a real-life dude. He used to jack motherfuckers and act real rude. As a real-life person, he wasn't much fun, but he sure made a good-ass bottle of rum. <laughs> uh, yes, I stood on many a chair and sang that to a college dorm room, so anyway. Anyway. Anyway, this would require Megan and I to be in the same place at the same time, which apparently can never happen. It might be able to happen. <laughs> we just have to find childcare, that's all. They can play together. It'll be fun. <laughs> It'll be fun. Put on your headphones. Listen for the tone. Of your favorite podcast, Mash Minute. Well, it's a minute-by-minute detailed analysis of the movie without which the series wouldn't exist. Megan and Toonie, and guest will make three. Goddamn army, Mash Minute. Today, we are here for a minute of the podcast Mash Minute. We're here for several minutes of our podcast, but our podcast talks about the 1970 Robert Altman film Mash, one minute of screen time per episode. Hence it being a Movies by Minutes podcast. Good Lord, I'm going to need to cut so much from this opening. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Tierney Steele. (laughs) And I'm Megan Coleman. (laughs) I'm Travis Bowe. We've all learned why I should never have been given access to a microphone, right? (laughs) I'm sorry. No, you just sound like what I have to explain my podcast to coworkers. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Like, so, wait, why would people do this? (laughs) Because they do. Yeah. It's it's a whole Because it's thing. there. Why do you mean what do you mean there's over a hundred movies? Like yeah. yeah, yeah, there are. And counting. <laughs> I might This have. is this is kind of my career now. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Yeah, please visit onestealsister.com. Sign up for my Patreon today. Unless you're my boss, in which case <laughs> Hi. Hobbies. Make me yeah, more, hobbies. more happier, well-rounded employee. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Alan Smith said everything librarians do should be able to be written off because it's all somehow related to our jobs anyway. <laughs> yes. Do you know how much research I do? <laughs> I know, right? Oh, Alan Smith. R.I.P. Sorry, Travis, we're having this? a library moment Oh, you're here. good. Yeah. <laughs> it, it happens sometimes. Let's bring... Our awesome guest who came back. Thank you. We all survived the weekend, which is good. Um, Travis is joining us for one more minute so that we can talk about Minute 50, which starts with the farewell song playing over a loudspeaker. And it ends ends with a nurse screaming for Hawkeye's help with a bleeding patient. But that's not what's important in this minute. (laughs) This is the minute where we see that... 
Frank Burns has gone nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. The downfall of Frank Burns. The uh, straight jacket might give it away. Yeah. uh, Yeah. If the fight did not. (laughs) Yeah, well, and... To be fair, the fight's not really... Yeah, Travis, you pointed out, there have been fights in this movie before. (laughs) For which there were almost zero consequences. (laughs) There was a percentage of a consequence. (laughs) But this... This is Frank Burns in a straitjacket being escorted by the military police into their Jeep. We have another plate or number that means nothing, but <laughs> because I was raised on Lucasfilm, I've been trained to look for these things. <laughs> so if USA 20960965 means anything to you, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> this is, we get to see. Basically everyone in this movie, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. feels like. Because it kind of starts out, is it uh, Bud Quartz uh, mm-hmm. Boone? Is it kind of, yeah. is mm-hmm. he the one yeah, standing next to the Jeep? Yeah. And then, yeah, you see Painless comes out of, like, I guess the dentist tent and then a couple other people that you kind of recognize. and Yeah, and poor Mulcahy trying to be helpful. Yeah. He does such a good job. He just wants to help, and again, he doesn't actually get to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really love the look, the look of calm on Frank's face mm. when, and you can see Mulcahy is there, like he's kind of in the frame, but it's mostly a, a close shot on Frank's face, and he's sitting there, and you can tell like he's accepting his actions that you know what what he's done but mm. it's also kind of like, i can't believe you you jerks you know got me <laughs> to that point i don't know if you guys use language on the show so I won't. <laughs> yeah just I, I love the look on robert duvall's face there just as he takes it all in robert duvall gives great face in this minute oh yeah all my apocalypse now feelings are back <laughs> with this fire barrel mm I mean, the shot through the fire to Frank, it's a little bit later in the minute, but good lord. (laughs) I'm assuming they teach that in film school. (laughs) I mean, that's... (laughs) Although maybe they don't. Maybe people going to film school now think that's a little on the nose, don't you think? (laughs) But forget them. That looks so good. It's interesting that you don't get a, I don't know, maybe a screaming uh, hot lips in this minute. Like, I don't know angry or, or yelling at like why are they taking him away or i don't know it just have, occurred to me we now we never like, see hot lips's reaction to this yeah hmm it's kind of interesting yeah there's nothing like not even we don't see her now we don't see it later <laughs> i guess she's still lying pretty low <laughs> yeah yeah does she even know this happens <laughs> or oh. does she not find out until after the fact oh i love this transition i think Everything from Robert Duvall leaping over the table to the transition that happens in this minute. Like those, this little microcosm, it probably might be a minute. It's just slightly shifted off the minute marks. Yeah. Is beautifully done, beautifully acted, so well put together. But it is kind of frustrating. We don't actually know what happens. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we don't know where they're taking Frank. I mean, we kind of know because of what Duke says. We infer, but we don't. We don't know exactly what's going on here. We don't know who made this decision. We don't know what Frank's reaction was once he was pulled off. You don't know. Uh, Does he look so calm because he's shot full of something? Um, (laughs) We don't know 
if Houlihan, we don't know how much time has passed. Some time has mm. to have passed because we're seeing people in different outfits than we yeah. just saw in the mess tent. That's one of the things I really like about this movie, the way that it does transition. And I think I almost use the scenes of surgery as mm. their jumps in time because mm-hmm. it almost feels like all of the surgery scenes are just kind of incidental. None of them, for the most part, none of them really move the plot along or move the story. Yeah. They're just kind of transitional scenes, I think. Maybe then to tr- cut away, you know, you go into surgery and then you come out of surgery and you're and it might be a couple days later or maybe weeks have passed. I have defended. I think they're important scenes to have, but oh, you're sure. right. The, each individual scene doesn't really, you know, you could you could put those all in a bag, shake it up and just pull them out in a random right. order and it would <laughs> It, would it wouldn't work. really affect anything. Yeah. I love that Nako waves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the nurse. Like, hey. It's so awkward and awesome. See, yes. I, love, I love Duke's uh, line to Blake oh, yeah. about, you know, oh, if God. I nail Hot Lips and punch Hawkeye, can I go home? And it's, you know, <laughs> it's like a half foreshadowing moment. Because mm-hmm. he'll he'll never punch Hawkeye in this movie, but that we say that we see, yeah. <laughs> dun, but dun, spoilers, dun. spoiler. Yeah, <sighs> I wonder if this is what puts it into us. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thought you it was, was already hot, there. But annoying from the start. <laughs> this <laughs> it's such a good line, <laughs> and the fact that like none of them really react to it. Yeah, just like yeah. No one says, "Oh, shut up, Duke." Yeah. <laughs> like yeah how can i get home but it's related to my question which i think travis you talked a little bit about already of what is that look between trapper and hawkeye at the when they turn and i i do love that they turn and they go into the swamp not the or like they're they're dressed but they're they're going Uh into their tent but is it that, you know, they're a little jealous that Burns gets to go home, but he's going home in a straitjacket? Is it, <laughs> are they like feeling it like, oh, we broke a man? Yeah. Like- <laughs> and I, that's kind of what I wrote down was this scene ends with, you know, them turning to go into the swamp, like you said, and the looks on their faces, it's, they're not happy. It's not mm. like we just scored a victory and finally Frank is gone. It is more, I think it is more like we just broke a man and r- ruined his life. His military mm-hmm. career is probably over or at least it's severely impacted, you know, and that's just because yeah. we didn't want to share a tent with him because he was praying and and we didn't like how by the book he is or he kind of cramped our style and it, it's it's kind of amazing that the length Links that they went to to break this man, and now that it's over, it's like, well, we don't feel good, <laughs> so we're gonna go drink some martinis and wait until we have to reach into a living body. <laughs> yeah, if you contrast the look they share with, they don't share a look, but their faces after Hulahan storms out of the tent, which was her breaking point, mm. like. They tortured her out of the mess tent. And I mean, like I said, Trapper and that spoon practically needed to get a room. He was so pleased yeah. with himself. <laughs> and here, 
they are, I hope it's that they are not pleased with themselves. I don't want it to be that he gets to go home and they didn't. I wanted yeah. to have that added layer, like you said, of, oh, maybe we did a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. And it's almost like like we have to wear the burden of being the bad guys. But because we did this thing, now the whole camp is going to benefit from Frank being gone. So mm -hmm. it's going to help morale that we be the bad guys, you know, even though we'll still look like good guys the whole time because Frank looks like the bad guy. But in reality, they're being the terrible people mm -hmm. and doing this for the betterment of the camp of morale, mm -hmm. I suppose. So <laughs> keeping up army morale. It's it's also a very interesting. So I don't know if you ever caught the episodes of MASH where Frank leaves on the TV show. No. Do you have any? Okay. So I refuse to worry about spoilers from things that happened before I was <laughs> yeah, born. Yeah, don't worry sure. about it. So on the TV show, eventually Frank does leave. It was a mutual decision. I think there was some back and forth about when exactly to do it because okay. the writers were perfectly happy to keep writing Frank. And Larry Linville was just like, look, this character, we've done all we can do. Right, right. Like, this is not. It was in at the, it's season four. Five. Yeah. I'm trying Blake, to remember if it's... Blake first, and then... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Potter's already in there, but I'm trying to remember the exact timeline. So, oh, this is oh. kind of a spoiler. Margaret gets married, mm. and they actually did, I think, do a pretty good job of giving Frank some stuff to do with that, you know? Mm. Like, showing Frank's reaction to losing Margaret is... You know, it's it's obviously played for laughs, but some of it's pretty well done. And there's a very sweet, you know, he sees her off at last and he realizes she got, and he just says really quietly goodbye, Margaret, to the helicopter. And it's like, oh, hmm. and then, of course, the hijinks come back because you gotta. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Where on the TV show, Frank Burns has gone nuts. <laughs> he follows them to their honeymoon and uh. like. Is just attacking blondes on the street. Not yeah. attacking, like trying to kiss blondes on the street that look like her. And, and it doesn't go well. And so ugh. Frank Burns is taken into custody. He is, however, unlike this movie where <laughs> Frank Burns goes nuts, is assigned, you know, MPs take him away. I don't, there isn't a straight jacket on the show, but it's implied. Mm. And essentially gets to go home on the TV show. Frank Burns goes nuts. He is recognized as crazy and he gets to go home. But on the show, how we find that out is they make a phone call back and Frank Burns is posted back to the States where he will have a cushy stateside job for the remainder of the war. And hmm. so you get to see BJ and Hawkeye react to that and they get to be annoyed that Frank got to go home. Oh, uh, okay. Because... It isn't that, first of all, it isn't that they did anything. It's all self-contained within Frank, the Sprake. Mm -hmm. And he isn't escorted away in a straitjacket by the police. He is posted <laughs> back to the States to be reunited with Louise and, you know, still get his paycheck and his VA benefits and stuff like that. Hmm. And so it's kind of funny how... Similar the stories are, and yet the little differences they made make all the difference in the world. Mm. Yeah. Larry Linville never gazes through flames at you, <laughs> looking deep no. into your right. soul. <laughs> no. Hmm. That was kind of one of my over overall kind of questions or thoughts about the movie it, and wondering where does the how does the movie work with the TV show? Is it because it's not 
any kind of direct the show's not a sequel to the movie but then we have is it gary bergdorf playing radar and both yeah, yeah. okay and then obviously houlihan played by the same actress like it's kind of weird <laughs> <laughs> but then you have characters that or in the show that aren't here. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, it was tough to figure out, like, for me anyways, just with as little of the show as I've seen and then having only watched mm-hmm. the movie now twice, like, knowing how the TV show fits with the show or the movie. <laughs> I'm sure you guys have probably talked about it before. Yeah, well, we talk about the TV show a lot on here because yeah. <laughs> Megan and I came to the TV show first and we're huge fans yeah. of that and saw the movie originally more out of a sense of obligation if i'm gonna be a huge mash fan obviously i have to watch the movie yeah (laughs) yeah i do think you would probably really enjoy the pilot episode which is you know a story taken straight from the book that this is based on much more similar characterization radar is much more like his character here as opposed to how it was kind of in the later seasons when they weirdly like unaged him (laughs) yeah and he (laughs) got like more naive somehow like what happened but the the pilot very much does i think the more i study this the more i think of the pilot as they really did try and make this movie as acceptable for television Mm. So if you took this movie, <laughs> even the mean-spiritedness of it, even the, with the changes, and just tried to tone it down so it would pass muster with the censors, I think the pilot makes a lot of sense, yeah. seen through that view, okay. seen through that lens. The thing is, and what I think makes the TV show so brilliant, is that it just kept going. Yeah. Going. Like, <laughs> I'm not saying every episode was brilliant, but I, I MASH is the perfect TV show because no matter what mood you're in, there is an episode <laughs> that is perfect for what you want to be watching right at that second. Because there's so much of it. Hmm. Because they did do these, they did weird experimental episodes and then they did straight up slapsticky sitcom episodes. Yeah. And sometimes they remade episodes because it'd been eight years and they had (laughs) an almost completely new cast. (laughs) I mean, it's very (laughs) weird to kind of put them next to each other, but it depends on what you're looking at. I mean, those early episodes in season, season before Blake left, before McLean sees and leaves the show. I didn't even realize that or remember that Blake was a character in the TV show. Mm-hmm. I just, I only know Colonel Potter, you know. I, oh, Harry Morgan. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, Blake is there for seasons one through three. Okay. And he and Gary Berghoff, like, they have some really sweet episodes. And then his character is written off the show, but you, but Gary is still there. Mm-hmm. And so you get to see, like, Radar every so often will have memories of his time with Blake, and hmm. it just like your heart feels like it's gonna explode in wow. your chest because it's really. I like it when it's just the little things, like, oh yeah, I lost my lucky pen and I need it because Blake gave it to me or something <laughs> like that. Hmm. It just, yeah, it's the little things. And I think it's funny because I have such a soft spot for Gary Berghoff and McLean Stevenson as. Blake and Radar. Mm -hmm. But it's funny. They still have kind of the same relationship in this movie, but it doesn't have, I I guess maybe because we don't see as much of it because the tone of the movie is different. It doesn't feel as father sunny Mm. as it does on the show. Yeah. 
That's true. Yeah. We all super sad. You want to go into surgery? <laughs> <laughs> That'll cheer you up. Right? You know what? For as icky as this is, I think this is another absolutely brilliant transition. Mm. It's so like the song, the <laughs> turn, the doors close, and then bam. Yeah. Oh, it's it's so well done. Even if it, like I said, is a little bit. Well, gross. yeah, but, you know, surgeries is kind of gross, so, mm-hmm. or it can be. Even if some people will, quote unquote, find it yucky. <laughs> yeah, right. So, yeah, we're, we're not going to get to see Hawkeye spring into action yet, but yeah. he's being paged by Storch. Yeah, I really appreciate that I've gotten to know the nurses doing this minute by minute. I mean, I've, I've been pulling for a Leslie for a while. I freaking love Nako. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I, like, pick her out in a scene, I love what she's doing, <laughs> even if it's weird. And then this is Storch, who's over the body. Okay. For some reason, I was thinking this might be Houlihan, but... We see Sally Keller, but we see Houlihan in surgery, but not a lot. Yeah. It's the same as, like, I don't think we ever saw Burns perform surgery. Mm. We only saw him afterwards in the yeah. post-op ward. Okay. And am I wrong in, in one of the maybe the later scenes that Blake was in surgery at one point? Yes. Blake okay. does perform surgery. So I, I had didn't yeah. even realize that he was a doctor. I, I just assumed he was <laughs> more of the military side, just keeping the camp running. Yeah. He is a career army doctor. Okay. One of the things that actual veterans of MASHes and... Actually, not even just mashes, just people who have been in the military and written about it on the medical side have said that, well, not to this extent, they really didn't care about rank. That wasn't Mm. where the power was coming from. It was all about experience. Sure. And especially in the Korean War at a mash, like so many of these doctors would have, you know, they're young doctors. Yeah. And so having an older person who's seen it all, been through this before been here we'll still be here when you leave like that would have been extremely reassuring and that's who they would have respected now it's blake so they don't really respect him (laughs) but that's why you would absolutely want you know a surgeon in that role because that's the only person who has even a shot at getting these guys to listen Mm. to him and i mean Blake does keep them from, like, burning the place down, I guess. It could have... <laughs> That's true. It's not complete anarchy. Just, you know, shades of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. At times. The fights that we see do get broken up. That's true. <laughs> so... There is an actual mutiny. Yeah. Hmm. Um, doesn't seem like everybody's dying in the OR, so that's a plus, right? I mean, yeah. He's you know, just... It's, it's all good. He has his priorities yeah. in order, is how he would think of it, I'm sure. <laughs> It feels crazy, but this is farewell to Robert Duvall. Yeah. Who am I going to love to hate now? <laughs> eh, you still got some. I still got some good candidates. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. funny because at mash. the when I, when I first got these minutes, like I was with having only watched the movie the one time several <laughs> years ago. Looking at these minutes was like, what is this? Like, <laughs> it just seemed like I, I'm what missing something, into? but it has a... a <laughs> an ending to this little story but um <laughs> but now like having uh gone over the minutes and and having watched the movie like i really like these minutes i really like the frank character i, lo- I love what robert duvall is doing so i'm really happy with the the minutes that i that you guys gave me so yay 
it's yeah it's just funny the way that this this format of this style of podcasting can you know change so much about the way you see a movie or mm-hmm. a character or whatever Oh, absolutely. And I'm so glad it's always nerve wracking when, especially with a movie like this, like assigning minutes in Mm -hmm. in my, a little peek behind the curtain for our listeners in my first email that every one of our guests got, I had a line saying, if you are not comfortable talking about (laughs) these minutes, please contact me ASAP and we will figure something out because I wanted to give people the out of being like, I'm not down for this. I mean, we've had an abortion joke on this show. So it's just like, if you're not cool, we'll figure it out. I've got 20 minutes of football game that I can send people on who aren't comfortable with this. There's some golf, you know, golf this morning is your jam. Yes, I was like, we can can work this out. And so I... I very much appreciate not just you, but all our guests have been so amazing at just really stepping up. Even the ones who were just like, oh, I hate this movie and every single character that I've just watched (laughs) for the two hours. And it's like, but you came on and explained why. Like, that's amazing. And (laughs) Honestly, I'm glad I didn't get any of the signature like Robert Altman conversation scenes where (laughs) it's a room of people. They all talk on top of each other all the time. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, it works as a style. I'm just mm-hmm. glad I didn't have to, you know, break down those minutes. So, <laughs> did you enjoy my summaries? <laughs> I'm just like, this looks like it's for a 20 minute scene, but this is only one minute. Yeah. It's just that there are 80 characters talking. <laughs> There's too many people. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, no, I and I've really liked breaking it up. Kind of, you know, we're we're looking at each minute, but we're putting them together, and so that, like you said, it kind of makes a little story, mm, okay. even if we did have to awkwardly make you stay over the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's all right; it works out, and I I couldn't leave you on that awful cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> what happens to Frank? <laughs> Nobody, knows. Nobody knows. But yeah, so this is this is the end of Frank Burns, but not the end of our movie. <sighs> but I really do feel like this is a milestone. This minute 50, once Frank, like, there are certain things throughout the movie that are kind of like how you keep where you are in the movie in mind. Yeah. And I feel like Frank leaving is one of them. It feels like the end of Act One, I think. Mm. We've gotten everyone mm. to the mash. Now we can start taking people away. Yeah. <laughs> they can start to leave. It's all right. Awesome. Well, we will let you plug one last time your amazing podcast. It, I, well, multiple podcasts, but I just, I really love the concept of real comic here. Or, the, yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Real, real comic heroes. Yeah. Real um, comic heroes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, you can uh, find it. Uh, we're on Twitter at Real Comic Heroes. We're, we have a Facebook group, the Real Comic Heroes uh, League of Citizens. Uh, you can, Join us over there. You can download the show. Just search Real Comic Heroes. Again, real with two E's. And we are chronologically going through a very large list of movies, uh, mostly comic books. You know, we've, we've added James Bond and Indiana Jones and Star Trek and Star Wars and several well, other have comic books. <laughs> iterations. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much everything that we've talked about has later been adapted into a comic book. So. Mm. It it's it works. You'll never run out of material. The yeah, pretty much. Is going. <laughs> yep, exactly. So 
You two will be podcasting forever. Right, right. <laughs> um, so yeah, you can that's that's the my longer running show, the first podcast that I did. And then I also did Watchmen Minute. And that project is complete, so you can start uh, listening to that and listen to all 186 minutes or three hours and six minutes of that movie. <laughs> that is wow. It's the <laughs> it's the middle length of the three versions. So we could have done the ultimate cut, which was three hours and 24 minutes, I believe. Wow. Mm. But we opted to go with the director's cut. <laughs> so. Yeah, I love that the Lord of the Rings minute guys do the extended edition. Oh, yeah. And they have such disdain for the theatrical. Maybe that's saying a little mean, but they're just like, why would you do the theatrical? Right. Because reasons, but they they do a wonderful (laughs) job. And yeah, if so, yeah, if you're enjoying MASH Minute, if you enjoy talking about Vietnam, but not really talking about <laughs> Vietnam, but you're really talking about Vietnam all the time, Watchmen Minute might be a yeah. good fit for you, too. We've got some good <laughs> Vietnam content. And we actually had one of the <laughs> actress Ni Do, who plays the pregnant Vietnamese woman. Uh, she was one of the guests we had on our show. So you can get nice. if you want to get some insight into those scenes, you can uh, listen to those episodes with her with her. So definitely check those out, but please don't forget to come back tomorrow and listen to more of our podcast as well, because just because Frank is gone does not mean we are going anywhere. We're still here. We're not nailing hot lips. We're not punching Hawkeye. (laughs) Or Duke or Trevor. We're not going home. But the time has come for us to say sayonara. Yes. (gasps) This is true. Uh...